Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of the day you are watching this broadcast. This is Dr. Eric Tangumonken with IEM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. I want to welcome you for joining us today. Please do me a favor, share this broadcast. Invite other people to join us. And if you haven't subscribed to my channel yet, I want to encourage you to do so. If you are listening uh, via the IEM Approach podcast and you have any questions or any feedback, you can reach us at 214908. 3963-214-908-3963. Before I get into the topic of today, I want to share something to those of you who are out there right now and you are battling anxiety, uh, worry, and maybe you are even depressed. I got up this morning and I, I just kept thinking about, about you and I want to share a few things that are going to help you cope with anxiety. Worry is useless. Worry is useless. There's no point for you to waste your energy, your time, and your resources worrying. It doesn't matter how complicated or how difficult the situation you find yourself in right now is. It doesn't matter how impossible the situation is. The solution is not found in worrying. No matter how you worry, it's not going to change your situation. And that is why you need a different strategy. Are you anxious? Are you worried? Are you disturbed? Are you depressed? Are you living in fear? I want you to hear this. This is one of the verses that I anchor myself on. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This is how you deal with anxiety. Acknowledge that you are anxious. That is a place of prayer and supplication. You need to talk about it. Who do you talk to? Talk to God about whatever is troubling you. Whatever is troubling you, no matter how big it is, no matter how small it is, talk to God about it. Talk to God about it. 
Prayer is talking to God. Tell him. He already knows, but you need to open your mouth and talk to him. It says, you offer your prayers with thanksgiving. In other words, they are things in your life right now that are going right. The fact that you are breathing, the fact that you are still alive, it's enough for you to get excited because you are still here. If your assignment was over, you will be dead. If you are alive this morning, if you are listening to me, if you are alive this morning, no matter how deep the depth you are in is, no matter how unsurmountable your problem is, get excited because you are still alive. It means God isn't done with you yet. Your time is not over. Remember this. Don't focus on whatever challenge you are having. There's always a solution. There is always a way out. No temptation has seized you except that which is common to man. And God is not going to let you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. When you are tempted, he will make a way of escape. There is a way of escape. That problem is not unsolvable as you think. Look for that way of escape by focusing on the fact that everything is changing and everything is having an end. Talk to God about it. I remember when I just came to the United States and I needed socks. I have more than three pairs of socks in my life at one, at one point. So I prayed, Lord, I need some socks because the few socks that I had were already having holes in them and stuff like that. And after a few days, I got this knock on my door in the middle uh, around uh, 11 p.m. And somebody walked in, handed me a package, and in there were six brand new pairs of socks. I got excited. He may be thinking, oh, come on, come on, Eric, socks? What is that? You are right. You are right. There are a lot of little things that are going good in your life. How are you appreciating them? Do you see the connection between the little things and the bigger challenges you are having? My challenge at that time was more than socks. My challenge as an international student was the fact that I needed thousands of dollars to pay my tuition. And I had no scholarships. I had no sponsor. I, I, it, it was a very difficult and seemingly impossible situation. But when I got those socks, when I got those six pairs of socks, as small and as little as it was, I got really excited. I was so thankful. Why? Because it was an indication that if God is occupied with keeping the universe running, could stop and listen to my request for socks, something that mundane, something that or something that easy, he can as well 
answered my prayer to provide for me to remain in school. God indeed did. That is how I was able to graduate school debt-free, although I came into the country at minus $6,000 in debt. I just felt I should encourage somebody today. Please don't be anxious. Pray about it. Talk to God about it. And when you get up each day, this is something that I do on a daily basis. I write down at least, at least, five things that I am thankful for. Start your day on a positive note. Count your blessings. Count them. Appreciate them. The more you focus on the blessings, the more you focus on the things that are going well in your life, the less you'll get anxious. Start your day with a positive note. Center yourself. Meditate on God's goodness upon your life. If you're still having a job right now and the job is stressing you out, first be thankful that you have that job before you focus on complaining on your co-workers, your manager, your boss, and all those things that are making you anxious. I thought I should start with that today and encourage you. We are going to shift gears here. I'm talking about social services in the United States of America, the food stamps, the Medicaid, uh, you name it, and how the immigrants have to relate to these social services. Please, I want you to listen to me very carefully because some of what I'm about to say, if you don't listen, Carefully, you may misunderstand me. Disclaimer, I'm not against helping people who are in need. Disclaimer, I'm not against food stamps. I'm not against social uh, safety net. I'm not against the government trying to help those that are not fortunate in this. I'm not against that. What I'm going to be talking about is the fact that It's very, very important for the immigrant to understand the pitfalls of depending on the government. I'm going to explain what I mean by that. You've come this far not to settle down for freebies. Whatever programs the government has, is you can hear the politician talk about them to be free, but those programs are not actually free. Taxpayers sponsor those programs. And I'm bringing this up because some of these programs have been abused and misused. And I don't want you to be part of the system that is abusing and misusing taxpayers' money. I heard a story, true story, not too long ago, where two pharmacists, two pharmacists, immigrants for that much, who are doing really well. The husband and the wife, they have doctors in, doctors in pharmacy. 
yet their kids still receive free lunches and food stamps and all the programs the governor has put together to help those who are about to fall through drugs. How could two successful professionals do this? Because they believe in taking and not giving. And for them to do that, they falsified their earning, they falsified a lot of things for, to prove that they were in a desperation just because they want to game the system. Please don't game the system. If other people are doing and you think it's cool, it's not cool. Don't game the system. Remember, you left your country of birth because people were gaming the system and the system was not delivering for you. If the system was delivering, if you could get all what you wanted where you were born, you would still be there. Isn't that? Isn't this the truth? That you love because you're looking for more. You're looking for better. Because you thought the grass was greener on the other side. Do you know why the grass is greener on the other side? It's because those on the other side are watering the grass, putting the fertilizer, cutting the grass, pulling out the wheat, and walking to ensure that the grass is healthy. That is why corruption must be fought everywhere. In the long run, when people game the system, the system will collapse and everybody is going to suffer. You see the way the government is printing out money right now and the talks of inflation. So what happened to the stock market yesterday? We need to understand these things and see how they can impact us and our future. He did not come this far to settle down for government handouts. There is dignity in labor and you should put in the sweat and get out the reward. Not too long ago, I saw some emails circulating in some immigrant forums that I'm a member of. And these emails were warning other immigrants who were sending money back to their countries of birth. And these people, because the government was trying to crack down on people who were falsifying that they were not having any money, they are on government programs without wiring money out of the country. And people were trying to help people escape from being caught. Don't abuse the system. If, you're, if, if you are falsifying your paycheck to receive government food stamps and carrying out projects in your country of birth, please stop it. That is the same attitude that ruined 
the countries where we are coming from and it's still ruining it because people believe that government stuff is free stuff. It's not free. There is a cost to everything. There are taxpayers behind the money that is funding the social services and want to make sure that those services are accessed by people who actually need it. Don't tell me, as somebody told me, that America is very rich and a lot of people are stealing and the little crumbs that are taken out is, is nothing com compared to what those at the top are doing. Please don't buy into that lie. It's about you, your character, and the legacy that you want to live. You want at the end of the day, you are proud of the decisions you've taken. You are proud of the stance that you've taken. Please, if you are gaming the system, if you are living in one zip code and you've changed your zip code in order to qualify for services in another zip code and all that, please, please, stop it. You're going to be blessed. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the better alternative. You know, the temptation to get sucked into the dependency mentality is huge. And you should resist it at all costs. Resist it at all costs. Don't tie your hands, lose your freedom by allowing the promises of free stuff to ruin the potential that is in you. Remember, there is dignity in labor. And if you want to experience increase and multiplication, you must walk and earn your bread. If you want to experience increase, if you want to be prosperous, if you want to be wealthy, if you want to experience geometric growth, if you want to get to the top, you must walk and earn your bread. You must walk and earn your bread. Look for everything possible to walk and earn your, your bread. Look for everything possible to walk and earn your bread. You are going to be amazed by how many doors will open, how much freedom you will have when you learn how to earn your bread, when you don't depend on people to manipulate you and give you handouts and throw crumbs at you. Living on a hard level of other people may make sense to you in the short term, but in the long run, you are shooting yourself in the foot and clipping your own wings. It makes sense now if you are gaming the system and receiving what other people are toiling and working. Remember, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. When you hold and your hands are not open, you've broken the cycle. 
It's going to be difficult for you to prosper. If you want to prosper, stop believing that other people have. You need to take from them. That is being envious. You need to focus on putting in the energy and the effort that needs for you to reach your full potential. Now, I want you to remember this. Those who are plugged into the economy are the only ones who can truly experience the law of multiplication because they are obeying the law of sowing and reaping. If you are not plugged into the economy, if you are not plugged into the economy, if you are not plugged into the economy, you will always be at the receiving end and they will be throwing down crumbs to you. You reap what you sow. Remember, reaping comes after sowing. In other words, you have to give first. Then you'll be rewarded. I am an avid gardener. I plant every season. And I see this miracle at work time and time and time again. I will take a single uh, uh, seed of, 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 of beans and put it in the ground. Then I wait. Boom! Comes the bean plant and it's going to bear lots of beans for me. If you want to experience multiplication and growth, make sure you are plugged into the economy. Make sure you are rendering goods and services, solving problems for other people, solving problems for other people. What problem are you solving? How are you being helpful to other people? Do not get stuck at the receiving end, no matter how good it feels. Don't get stuck at the receiving end. Be a giver. Be a giver. There is a lot of potential in you. So don't squander it on taking from others. I've said all the government programs are funded by taxpayers. They're not free. When you take them, in actual fact, you are using taxpayers' money. You are using other people's money. If you qualify, fine. But don't make it a lifestyle. If you do it, it becomes a lifestyle, and you get into this dependency mentality. You have clipped your wings. You've put a lid upon your potential. You're not going to go far. The, the money the government is using to fund these programs it's money that is collected from other citizens through taxation and should never be looked upon as free. The government taxes us to function. And when politicians throw the word free, free, free around, always remember, nothing is free. Nothing is free. Somebody has to pay for it. Please remember that. The last reason you should not become a permanent recipient of government benefits is a negative impact. These programs will have on your capacity, on your creativity, and earning capacity. I hear right now there is a problem. People don't want to work because they're giving them too much unemployment benefit or something like that. Of course, 
who want to walk if the government is giving them just enough for them to be able to uh, put uh, food on the table uh, and, 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 and feel good for a, sh for a short time. However, if the government is giving you, I don't know how much they're paying out right now, uh, and you, you limit your life around whatever handout they're giving you, then you've given up the ability to actually go out and work and maybe multiply whatever you're earning three, four, five, six, or 10 times or 100 times, whatever uh, the capacity that you have. So uh, when, when you settle down with the freebies, you are actually stealing from yourself. You're stealing from yourself. It's very sad. But as difficult as this subject is, we must talk about it. Nothing is free. And I don't want you to come this far and get sucked into this dependency mentality. Oh, government, give me this. Government, give me that. Yeah, I know you, you, you may tell me, oh, what about the roads and the military and all that? I'm talking about you settling down for the government giving you food and drink, you know? If, if all you settle for is food and drink, then you are never going to come up with an idea that will create jobs for others and make you a millionaire in the process. As an immigrant, you have great potential. Do not trade that for temporal comfort. Please don't. Life is more than meat and drink. Don't mortgage your future for food. You remember Esau? If you haven't heard the story, Esau was a twin, uh, Jacob's twin brother. He came back from the field one day because he was a hunter. And Joseph liked to hang around the house. Joseph had made this nice pot of, uh, of porridge. And Esau came back. We are told he was famished. The guy was truly in need. He was hungry. He had not eaten. He went out to hunt and he couldn't catch anything. Who blamed Esau for being hungry? Who blamed Esau for being in need? Who will blame Esau for having an empty stomach? Who will blame the man for being hungry? He just needed some food. However, the problem is not with your hunger. The problem is not with your poverty. It's not with your hunger. It is what you do, how you solve that problem that is going to determine the outcome that you're going to get. I hear too many people focus so much on, yeah, you don't know how I feel. Of course, it's very uncomfortable not to have food in your tummy. It's very uncomfortable not to have a warm roof over your head. It's very, uncomf very uncomfortable to have an empty bank account. Yes, it's very uncomfortable. However, you must learn how to see beyond the discomfort and make the right decisions or else you are going to remain stunted. You will never grow because all what you think is food and drink. Esau showed up and Jacob soup. Soup looked good, smelled good and the hunger intensified. Esau too. Asked Jacob, please, can I have some of this soup? Jacob was like, nothing is free, dude. Come on, you need to give something. 
Will you give me a birthright? Esau was so focused on the moment. He was so focused on alleviating his hunger that he couldn't even think about the future. Please, you need to think about the future. There's potential in you to make millions. There's potential in you to impact many lives. There's potential in you to change the course of history. Are you going to sacrifice that on the altar of food and drink? Esau sold his bed, right? Took the bowl of porridge and ate it. His hunger disappeared. Unfortunately, when you move, we fast forward. When the time came, when the bed ride actually mattered, it was too late for him. If you remain on social services, if you keep gaming the system, if you refuse to grow, if you refuse to do the right thing, you've mortgaged your future. I don't want that for you. And that is why, as uncomfortable as this subject is, we need to talk about it. Remember, the overarching purpose for this series is to help you as an immigrant to excel, to do well, not to settle down for less. You came this far, don't go for comfort, go for discomfort, keep growing, and you're going to multiply, and you're going to reach your full potential. I'm not against government programs. I'm not against food stamps. I'm not against whatever support the government can give. However, if you don't qualify, However, if you know you are abusing it, please stop. But if you have need, use those programs. But don't make it become a permanent lifestyle. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Eric Tangumonka with IAM Approach, where we inspire, equip, and motivate people to discover God's great potential in them, develop that potential, and deploy it. If you haven't, Gotten a copy of this book, please do so. If you need more than one copy, we have great discounts available. The book is just $8.99. It's, it's, it, but the information in is worth a lot. Thank you for your support. God bless you. Until next time, remain blessed.